he wants you to hear, perceive, and then have whatever manifestation you need, whether it's healing, whether it's finances, whether it's the growth of your business, that's what God wants for you. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Kingdom Switch podcast where we dig deep into Matthew 6.33, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all of these things will be added to you besides. We're going to unwrap kingdom culture, kingdom benefits and therefore kingdom lifestyle. I'm your host Trish Jones and just to say it's all good. So buckle up your seatbelts. Today I am going to be talking about hearing from God, which I know seems to be a really big subject in church, right? It's like if you hear from God, you're going to stand on the rooftops and you are going to bellow it to everybody. Hey, I've heard from God today. And so therefore I must be special. You know, I'm the favor of God and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm better than you because I can hear from God. And basically I don't want to burst those people's bubble, but I do actually want to encourage you that you're the special person that God wants to speak to you. If you are a born again believer, you are special in God's eyes and he wants to speak to you. So that's what I want to talk about today is hearing from God. But we're going to read some scripture, right? And I'm probably going to read more than I would normally on a podcast or anything. But there's a reason for it. And I think you'll you'll get the drift uh, later on. So let's turn over to Mark chapter 4. So I'm going to read this first and then I am going to expound on, expand, sorry, on certain elements of this passage in Mark chapter four. So, and again, he began to teach by the sea and a great multitude was gathered to him so that he got into a boat and sat in it on the sea. And the whole multitude was on the land facing the sea. Then he taught them many things by parables and said in his teachings, listen, Behold, a sower went out to sow, and it happened as he sowed that some fell by the wayside, and the birds of the air came and devoured it. Some fell on stony ground, where it did not have much earth, and immediately it sprang up because it had no depth of earth. But when the sun was up, it was scorched, and because it had no root, it withered away. And some seed fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked it, and it yielded no crop. But other seed fell on good ground and yielded a crop that sprang up, increased and produced some thirtyfold, some sixty and some a hundred. And he said to them, he who has ears to hear, let him hear. But when he was alone, those around him with the twelve asked him about the parable. And he said to them, to you, it has been given to know the mystery of the kingdom of God. But to those who are outside, all things come in parables so that seeing they may see and not perceive and hearing they may hear and not understand. If you've got your Bible, right, I want you to underline or take note of the word hearing because we're going to keep coming back to that because, of course, that's what this episode of the podcast is about. Right. So hearing they may hear and not understand, lest they turn and their sins be forgiven them. And he said to them, do you not understand this parable? How then will you understand all the parables? The sower sows the word, 
and these are the ones by the wayside where the word is sown. When they hear, Satan comes immediately and takes away the word that was sown in their hearts. These likewise are the ones on stony ground who, when they hear the word, immediately receive it with gladness. They have no root in themselves and so endure only for a time. Afterwards, when tribulation or persecution arises for the word's sake, immediately they stumble. Now these are the ones sown among thorns. They are the ones who hear the word and the cares of the world, the deceitfulness of riches and the desires for other things entering in choke the word and it becomes unfruitful. But these are the ones sown on good ground. Those who hear the word, accept it and bear fruit, some 30 fold, some 60 fold and some a hundred fold. Right. I want to read that verse again. That's verse 20. But these are the ones sown on good ground. Those who hear the word, accept it and bear fruit, some 30 fold, some 60 and some a hundred. Also, he said to them, is a lamp brought to put under a basket or a bed? Is it not to be set on a lampstand? For there is nothing hidden which will not be revealed, nor has anything been kept secret, but that it should come to light. If anyone has ears to hear, let him hear. And then this scripture, this is the scripture that this entire podcast is is hanging on. Then he said to them, take heed what you hear. With the same measure you use it, it will be measured to you and to you who hear more will be given. For whoever has, to him more will be given. But whoever does not have, even that which he has will be taken away from him. Now, I have to say it was a friend of mine who actually brought this scripture to my mind and I'm so grateful and I'm actually going to read just that passage in the Amplified Version, because I need you to get this. I need you to get the the hearing part of what Jesus is talking about. So in the Amplified the Classic, he says, and he said to them, be careful what you are hearing. The measure of thought and study you give to the truth you hear will be the measure of virtue and knowledge that comes back to you and more besides will be given to you who hear. So I want to make the point right that when I was growing up as a Christian, there was, let me just tell you, there was just foolishness, right? It's like, don't go to uh, watch a movie, don't play badminton, you know, don't play sport full stop because, you know, bodily exercise profiteth little. You can tell how old I am, right? Pure King James is what I got. But the folly of this is that this isn't talking about the fact that you can't do sport, you know, or or you can't enjoy certain things in life. What God is talking about, what Jesus is talking about in that passage of scripture is that the more thought you give to something or or let me say it in another way, what you focus on expands. Right. So if you are sat all day in the movie theater and you're never never picking up your Bible, never, never having a relationship with Christ, never going to church, never hearing the word, then what you're consuming, whether it's on TV or playing computer games or reading novels or whatever it might be, hanging out with friends who were just chatting clap trash all day, that's what you're going to get. But what this scripture is saying is a measure of thought and study 
you give to the truth you hear will be the measure of virtue and knowledge that comes back to you and more besides will be given to you who hear. So how do we actually hear from God? What are you hearing and what are you listening to? And are you being edified by what you are hearing and listening to? I remember when Christine Kane came to our church many years ago and she told her story about her being abused by her adopted father and her adopted brothers and the pain that she actually went through when she discovered as well that she was adopted because originally she didn't didn't know and I, I can't remember how she found out. But she said that people would say to her after, Christine, how is it that you have been able to overcome the way that you have overcome? And she said, listen, it's not been a bed of roses, but what I have done is every opportunity I have had to hear the word, I am listening to the word. And so it's about going to church. And I'm going to say a caveat here. I am not telling you to go to church every time the church doors open, right? Because as well, dare I say it, if you're going to a church where you're not hearing the word, then what I'm talking about right here is going to do you absolutely no good. I don't know what it is that some people think that the minute that you darken church door, it must be good. You must have, you know, that tick on the register that God says, oh, wow, well done. You've actually gone into church. I'm telling you, sometimes church can be the most dangerous place to be. Ouch. I just said it. Um, I'm sorry. I just said it. Some places church can be the most dangerous place to be. Hallelujah. I'm not in one of those churches, right? So I am not talking about my church. I get the word when I go to church, but if you're not getting the word when you go to church, then you're going to have a doctrine that is not in alignment with the love of God. And that's all I'm saying, right? And that's why so many Christians are so bitter because they go to church and all they get is shouting at, you must do this. You didn't do that. There's no love there. It's pure religion. So let me get off that soapbox, right? But going back to what Christine Kane was saying, she would be in her hotel room because she traveled a lot. And she said she constantly had on a message where she was listening uh, to somebody preaching, somebody giving her a God perspective on the love that Christ has for her. And so when you are engrossed in that sense that you're not reading the Bible to say, oh, I'm a goody, goody Christian, or I read my Bible for five hours today, but you are having an intimate relationship with God and you are getting into the word and you are finding out what the word says about you and you are getting to know the living word, Jesus Christ, change has to be inevitable and you have to hear from God, right? But the reason we often don't hear from God, apart from the fact that there could be, there could be blockages and I'm not really going to go into that because sometimes I think it's complicated and also as well, I, I don't think it's helpful. I believe personally that when we keep, keep seeking God, that God will show us if there are things in our lives that's actually stopping us from hearing the word of God. And it might be a disobedience thing. It might be something that God has told you to do. And the thing that you're asking about, God is saying, I've already told you to do it, go and do that. But, you know, yeah, I don't, I, I don't want to go into the, to, to the realms of what I was just going to, to mention, because as I said, I believe that when we are focused on the King of Kings and Lord of Lords, and we are getting into the word and we understand that 
who we are in the word, our identity in the living word, our, ident- our identity in Christ, I believe it's inevitable that we're, we have to hear from God, even if God says, I told you to do X, Y, Z, and you haven't done it. And this is why you're struggling with X, Y, Z in your life. It's inevitable that it must happen. So I'm going to go back to um, some of these scriptures, right? Because there's a couple of things that I really wanted to pick apart here. Actually, no, I want to read on a little bit further. This is the other thing, you know, reading the word of God, right? People think, again, if they read for five hours, that there's going to be an absolute transformation after they've read for five hours. And then when they've been reading for five hours and praying and uh, um, seeking God and nothing happens, and then they say, well, it it doesn't work. But listen to what um, verse 26 says. Uh, Jesus said, the kingdom of God is like a man who scatters seed upon the ground. And then continue sleeping and rising night and day while the seed sprouts and grows and increases. He knows not how. The earth produces, acting by itself, first the blade, then the ear, then the full grain in the ear. Right now, if they're let's for argument's sake say that you have something going on in your body and then suddenly you have a lump show up right before that lump shows up there's something malfunctioning in your body before the lump shows up but we focus on the lump and so we start speaking to the lump whereas Jesus said that we got to go to the root right say to this mountain be plucked up from the very root and be be cast into the sea in other words what is the root of what is causing that lump that's what you need to cut off right sometimes i'm worried about how deep i'm going to go with these things right because you know, you get some people, they're butchers, you know, you get a lump and they just want to be chopping, chopping off your body, but they don't seem to be getting to the root of what is going on. And that is the same with us. If we're listening to the word and we're hearing the word and we're doing that on a consistent basis, there's change happening on the inside, from the inside out and spiritually that you might not even see happening until one day you get the manifestation because in order to get the manifestation, you must first have the information, right? You could actually say that this is the information. The word of God is the information. And then you start meditating the word. You start thinking on it. You mull it over. You mutter it. So you're speaking it out as well as pondering it in your heart. That's the meditation. And from that meditation, you you are going to get some revelation. My gosh, when you get that haha moment, you're like, oh my gosh, I didn't realize that. And then from that revelation, you must get the manifestation. So at the information stage, it's boring. You got to pick up your Bible and you got to read it, right? But if you start reading it from a perspective that God actually wants you to change and from a perspective that the, the word is alive. It is quick. It is sharper than any two edged sword. And even though it seems, oh my gosh, I got to pick up my Bible again today. I've got to read it. The more you're reading it and the more meditating it, the more it's coming alive inside of you until you get that light bulb moment. And, you know, going back to this scripture talking about light in verse 21, he says, and he said to them, is the lamp brought in to be put under a peck? to be put under a peck measure or under a bed and not to be put on the lampstand. Things are hidden temporarily only as a means of revelation 
for there is nothing hidden except to be revealed, nor is anything temporarily kept secret except in order that it may be made known. Now, <laughs> again, if you're like me and you were brought up in this religious kind of setting, you've probably heard that scripture in a negative sense in so far as if you're doing anything wrong, anything hidden shall be revealed. And so we read the Bible from a perspective of God is pointing the finger at us as well when he's not. He's loving on us. You know, even when we make a mistake, he is saying, oh, Patricia, that wasn't the best thing to do, was it? Right. But sorry, that put me off there. <laughs> I'm talking about light and my light just went out. Never mind. It's it's OK. But we have heard this scripture so many times from a God is pointing a finger at us point of view that we don't see that what he's saying is that what is on the inside of us, what he's deposited on the inside of us, when the information meets meditation and meditation meets revelation, there absolutely must be manifestation. So what is inside of you, what Jesus deposited in you, his spirit on the day that you said, Jesus, I want you to be Lord of my life. The more you look into the light of the word and you get the revelation from the word, the more you're going to get that haha moment from the revelation. And then when you keep looking, you keep searching, you keep reading, you keep hearing, you must get the manifestation. And I believe this is what Andrew Womack refers to as effortless change right? And so you've got that problem with your anger. You've gone to anger management and it's really not worked. You know, you, you try your hardest not to explode and, you know, something's happened and you, you're almost ripping out your, the middle of your hand where you're clenching your fist so hard, you know, or you're gritting your teeth so hard because you absolutely want to explode. And yet when you get into the word and you take that information in and you allow that information to marinate, as it were, in you and you mull it over, you meditate it, you think about it, and then you get the ha-ha moment. And as you keep reading and you keep seeking God and you keep getting into that intimate conversation and relationship with him, you must absolutely manifest. And so when people think that they can't hear from God, very often it's because we kind of have this microwave mentality. The microwave mentality says, Lord, will you do this for me? I really need to hear from you. I, I need to hear from you. And I need to hear from you now. And we don't understand that we're not actually, we've not actually positioned ourselves to hear from God. And, and guess what? Sometimes we might even hear from God and misunderstand what God actually said because we're not really listening to him and then make a wrong turn. And I could go into, I think the stories in the book of Judges where that happened and the consequences were dire. So sometimes we've got to be in that position to hear from God, to ensure that we actually, what's the word? I was going to say translate, but that's not the word I'm trying to think of. We interpret, sorry, we interpret what God says in the correct way. And we don't run down the path that wasn't intended, that God never intended for us, right? So I'm going to skip, right? There's another element of this that I really want to talk about. And it's Jesus basically, without reading all of this, warned the disciples about the leaven of the Pharisees, right? And in fact, the disciples then kind of got worried because they thought, hold on, is he upset with us? Because we said we've forgotten bread. And he's saying, no, I am telling you, 
that you have to be careful of the leaven of the Pharisees. Now, if any of you know what yeast is, right, you put yeast into the dough and it makes the dough rise. And so what Jesus was saying to the disciples is that you're listening to what the Pharisees have been telling you. Let me say that again. You have been listening to what the Pharisees have been telling you, but here I am, Jesus, the living word. I have come from heaven with the truth and I need you to hear me, to perceive what I say, to have the introspection in terms of what I am speaking to you and not take on board what the Pharisees are saying because the more that you take on board what the Pharisees are saying, that is what is building up in you and so therefore that is what you are saying and it is masking what I, the living word, am telling you. Right. So I want you to bear that in mind because I've not gone off. I've not gone off track. There's a reason why I have said that. Right. So if we keep going down into this uh, passage now. Jesus said to the disciples on that same evening. So this is verse 35 on that same eve, on that same day when evening had come, he said to them, let us go over to the other side of the lake. Right. Jesus said, let us go over to the other side of the lake and leaving the throng. They took him with them just as he was in the boat in which he was sitting and other boats were with him. And a furious storm of wind of hurricane proportions arose and the waves kept beating into the boat so that it was already becoming filled. But he himself, Jesus, was in the stern of the boat sleeping fast asleep on the leather cushion and they awoke him and said master do you not care that we're perishing and he arose and rebuked the wind and said to the sea hush now be still in other words muzzled and the wind ceased and sank to rest as if exhausted by its beating and there was immediately a great calm a perfect peacefulness and he said to them why are you so timid and fearful how is it that you have no faith, no firmly relying trust? And they were filled with great awe and feared exceedingly and said to one another, Who is this that even the wind and the sea obey him? So the reason I'm actually bringing that upright previously, when Jesus was on his own, he explained the parables of the seed and the sower to the disciples. He explained the parables to them. He taught them. He was telling them, don't listen to the leaven of the Pharisees because the leaven of the, the Pharisees is just pure religion. So what does he say about the seed gets choked up when the word is sown and then for the sake of the word, they get offended? Were the disciples not offended? Like Jesus, yo, what are you doing asleep? Can you see that the, this storm is going to take us out and the boat is going to sink? And Jesus says to them, why have you not got any faith? But this was after he rebuked the wind because he needed to teach them something. Hush, I'm going to show you this is what I am telling you, that everything that you've been hearing from the Pharisees, yes, they have been influencing you because that's what yeast does, influences the dough right? Yes, they have been influencing you, but I am showing you that there is another way. And I need for you to hear the seed of the word so that when you do get a storm come along, you're not going to be offended and say, God, where were you in 
the storm. And if I'm on my own, when I say that I've done this, that's fine. I raise my hand. In fact, I raise both hands, right? <laughs> I raise both hands. I've been there. And yet what Jesus was trying to teach them is that I have given you this authority to be able to speak to even the winds and the waves. But instead you look to me and said, even after everything I've taught you, what are you doing asleep when, you know, we're, we're about to perish? But as I said to you earlier, Jesus said, let's go to the other side. So let me ask you this question. What is it that God has told you to do that you're stuck in the middle of now in this storm? And even though God says, this is what I've designed for you to do, you've lost sight of that thing now because of the storm that you're in right now. It might be that God said to you that you are going to start that business and you haven't started that business because of lack of finances, lack of resources or whatever. And it seems like the locusts are coming to eat up all of your resources and you're losing sight of the other side. But God says, no, you got to hold on. I've given you that authority. In fact, God woke me up one night many years ago. We were going through a really bad situation and God woke me up one night and he said, why are you asking me for things that I have given you the authority to get yourself? And I was like, what? And he started showing me that uh, there was there were three things he showed me. And I must admit, one of them I've forgotten. Right. But he showed me Peter. I think it was Peter and John where they said to the man at the gate, beautiful silver and gold of I none, but such as I have give I unto thee in the name of Jesus Christ, rise up and walk. And the second one was the one I just read where he rebuked the, the storm, the, the waves in the sea and basically said, peace be still. And up to this day, I can't remember what the third one was, right? But, uh, but Hey, I got the perspective what he was saying was you might be in the middle of a storm, but I have given you the authority to be able to steal that storm. But we have to put the other side into perspective. The disciples couldn't see the other side because all they were looking at was the storm and the fact that they're going to die. But Jesus wanted them to see beyond the storm, speak to the storm and see the fact that he said to them, let's go to the other side. So if he said to them, let's go to the other side, then it is inevitable that they're going to go to the other side. So if God says to you, start that business and you're in the middle of a storm right now and all of your resources are being eaten up, just remember that Jesus says to you, God says to you, start that business. And so therefore you've got to start putting that business into perspective whilst you're speaking to the storm so that you get to the other side. I hope I'm making sense there. I just want to make sure in my notes that I haven't uh, missed anything. Yeah, I will say this, right? With regards to Mark 4.24, let me just go back to that scripture again. And he said to them, be careful what you are hearing. The measure of thought and study you give to the truth you hear will be the measure of virtue and knowledge that comes back to you and more besides will be given to you who hear. Now, the motivational speakers... I've got this down pat. People may not like it. The fact that they talk about what you focus on expands and that they talk about manifesting and they may not be manifesting from a biblical God spiritual point of view, but they're manifesting. And if they can understand it, how much more when we start putting into perspective the love of God along with the 
the virtues of God, along with the character of God, along with the living word of God. And we start applying these this to our lives, lives, this simple truth that if we keep hearing the word of God, and when I say hearing, I don't mean, as I said earlier, listening to just anybody just ramble on, shout at you, tell you that you're not good enough. And, you know, you didn't pray enough this morning. You didn't read your word, but having that knowing on the inside of you that Jesus gave you his spirit and that you are one with Christ and so therefore you have the mind of Christ, and so therefore you have what you've been praying for, and God hears you, and you can hear God. So it is a dialogue. It's not just a one-way street where you're constantly, God, I need this. God, can you give me some money? God, I need baby nappies. God, I need, I need, I need, I need. And God is all the time trying to get a message back across to you, and you can't hear him, because you've got all of these other external sources telling you you're not good enough, you haven't done uh, this for long enough, you haven't read the word this morning, you didn't, you know, uh, um, pray to me for half an hour, you didn't pray in tongues for 45 minutes, you know, get rid of the formulas. Am I telling you that you shouldn't have quality time with Jesus? No, you should. And, And I believe that when you start even scheduling time, if that's the kind of person you are, it's not me personally. And I know that some people will disagree with me on that. I am the kind of person, in fact, actually, for me, if I have a time of prayer in the morning and I could feel on top of the world when I've done reading my Bible and praying, etc. But if I get back to my office and for the next six hours, I'm focused on work and I don't even have time to stop and say, Jesus, I'm grateful or have a conversation with Jesus. For me, the time that I spent in the morning has little effect. Sorry, not. I'm not saying it has no effect, but I feel distanced. And I remember speaking to my pastor about this one day and he said to me, Tricia, you're a woman of the word. You need the word. So for me, I need the word constantly. And when I don't get that, you know, even for an hour, sometimes I feel on edge. It's like something's missing in my life. And so, you know, my daughter's got it down pat. She just gets the Alexa out, my Alexa, and uh, she puts on music, uh, worship music while she's working or puts on a sermon. She might not even be listening to it, but she said that I just have to have that constancy. And if that's you and it's the way that it's going to get you to hear and the way that it's going to get you to have that connection with God, then that's what you've got to do. Because I think for too long, we've kind of bought into this if we really want something. And the manifestation is about, I just got to keep saying it. I got to keep saying it. And if I say it long enough, God might actually hear me and then he will answer me. Let me give you another perspective. Yes, I do keep quoting scripture. Yes, I do. But I realize now that I'm quoting it to convince myself that this is what the word says about me rather than trying to convince God that you need to move because I have quoted the scripture a hundred times. And so therefore, God, can you not please hear me and answer me? Do you understand where I'm coming from? So I want you to go back to Mark 4, 24. In fact, actually read the whole of that passage in Mark. I am going to talk about meditation more in the next episode. I've 
alluded to it a little bit today, but I want to go deeper into this element of meditation. But go back to Mark 4 and read that entire chapter and then read verse 24 in the context of that entire chapter. And I am telling you, it will be an eye opener and read it in every or more than one more than one uh, version of the Bible, if you must. I read today from uh, New King James originally, and then I went over to the Amplified Classic Version. For you, it might be the NIV, New Living Translation. Just look at that verse of scripture in particular, Mark, did I say Matthew before? Mark 4, 24. Just keep looking at that scripture and meditate on it and ask yourself, what am I hearing constantly that's making me stuck and not hearing from God? What am I listening to or who am I listening to that's actually stopping me from getting a, a God perspective on the situation that I'm going through? We all want to hear from God, right? I've done so many programs even over the years where it's... um listen to God, this is how you hear from God. And, and I'm being honest with you, after the programs, I've just been frustrated because I've not heard from God anymore. And yet the times when I've actually just sat down with my, my journal and my Bible, and I have just spoken to God, just raw, right? Not, oh thee, oh thou, you precious one. <laughs> You know, even though saying he's a precious one, nothing wrong with that. But you don't have to dress it up with King James Version style speaking. But the times when I have just been raw and honest and sat down with the word and just asked questions and journaled, I have actually heard from God more in those times than the programs, many of the programs I've listened to that said, this is how you hear from God. Step one is this. Step two is that. Step three is this. Step four. Listen, by the time they've got to step three, I'm like, whoa, I've got work to do. And so in that, you then don't want to sit down and have an intimate relationship with God because you see that it's hard. I, I was listening listening to a young man today and he was talking about his some of the struggles that he had. And he said, sometimes sitting with Jesus is boring. I know the religious people will say, no, that's not true. But come on, be honest. You've had those times when you know that you need to sit with Jesus and you're like, I'm bored already before I've even sat down. <laughs> Come on now, be honest, I've been there. But when you understand that he is wooing you into his presence because there's something that he, he's got that he wants to give to you, it changes everything. It literally changes everything. And when you feel that you're being heard, there's nothing worse, right? Then having a conversation, if you're a wife or a husband and you speak to your spouse and you're talking and they're not hearing you or anybody else for that matter, you speak to somebody and they're not hearing you and you know you're not going to get an answer. Why on earth would you keep speaking to that person? You wouldn't, would you? And so that's why God wants to hear you or to let you know that he hears you and speak back to you because he knows that the more that he speaks to you, the more you're going to come into his presence and have an intimate relationship, converse with him. He wants that even more than you do. So I'm going to leave it there for today. I am going to be speaking about meditation 
in the next episode because I want to go deeper into this thing and talk about the root, cutting off the root of certain things so that we can actually uh, hear from God better. But I think that if you just take that first step to understand that when you're getting into the word, this is a love letter. I was going to pick up my Bible then, but uh, it's behind me. Um, Yeah, even if you're reading it on your iPad or your phone, read it as a love letter to you from God. And (laughs) I found one of my old love letters the other day from my husband when we were first going out dating as you guys say in the US, and I showed it to my daughter. Well, she got so excited. And so we're talking 35 years ago that this letter would have been written. She got so excited and she was going, oh, that is so sweet. This is so romantic. Well, when you think about this, that was written all of those thousands of years ago, and it is still as fresh a love letter today as it was when God birthed it in his heart to speak to you through the word. So if you are, you have been listening to this angry God. So in other words, people telling you that God is angry with you. Move away from that and start looking at the word of God from a love letter perspective. And then take one scripture if you must and keep speaking that scripture over and over and meditating that scripture until it manifests. And I'm telling you, you will get the revelation. You will get the haha moment. You will get God speaking to you because God is always speaking, right? God is always speaking, but it's whether we can hear. And I think from that scripture in Mark, that passage in Mark, you can see it's those who have ears to hear, they will hear. And, you know, even when Jesus says, you know, hear and they will hear, but they won't perceive. What he's saying is that he speaks in parables because if they dare to, with their religious self, actually really hears what he's saying, they're going to perceive and they're going to get the ha-ha moment and they're going to be like, wow, you know, and, and he says they will be healed, right? They will be healed. So in the same way that he's saying t- about the Pharisees, he wants you to hear, perceive and then have whatever manifestation you need, whether it's healing, whether it's finances, whether it's the growth of your business, that's what God wants for you. So that's it for today. I will be on again in the next few days anyway, with the next episode of Kingdom Switch. But for right now, think about hearing and anticipate. That's what I want to say. Anticipate hearing from God, because he wants to speak to you more than you are actually hearing him. So that's it for today. I've got no, uh, what I do want you to do, sorry. If you've liked this video, please hit the like button, subscribe to the podcast, subscribe also on YouTube, share it with somebody who feels that they're not hearing from God. And also the other thing I want you to do is get together with somebody, find a friend. Yeah. Find somebody that you can delve deeper into this scripture and be determined that you are going to hear from God and then come back and tell me about that time when you heard from God. Okay, that's it for today. Uh, I will see you in the next episode. Ciao for now.